Golly gee, everyone. It's been such a long time since we've had a fucking off the notepad episode. Not really. You just haven't been keeping up, fuckwad. Either way, thank you all for tuning in to today's very special episode where our protagonist is a necromancer. And uh, that's all I'm going to give you. I hope that you all enjoy this first segment as much as I have. Uh, I'm here running solo because Kanava left us in the studio. <laughs> R.I.P. Either way, we hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, if, uh, if you do enjoy this episode, share it with your friends, family, enemies, dogs, uh, cats, whatever. Either way, I'll catch you in the break. Bye! Hello, welcome to Off the Notepad. I'm Victoria D'Angelo. And I'm Haliki Campbell. And we are back with another episode that you are going to love because it would be super embarrassing if you didn't. We're super popular. That's true. Did you know we're the number one podcast? Mm-hmm. Just like ever. Not on not on one particular streaming service. Like just generally. Yeah, generally on all of them. And we're the number one streamers too. On Twitch, yeah. Mm-hmm. God, drop a pog in chat. Mm-hmm. Don't cut that, Kevin. I need that in. <laughs> All right, so I have a protagonist for you today. What do you have? I have for you a necromancer. This is really exciting and fun. <laughs> uh, the prompt I have, I think it's going to work well. <laughs> okay. I think it's going to work well. Um, a stray animal shows up at your door, no tags or anything, and after feeding it, you decide to adopt it. That night, when a stranger comes to your door, you find out the animal is not what it appears to be. Is it a dead animal? It could be. <laughs> like, we should establish, where does this necromancer live? Because I keep imagining, like, funny white picket suburbia. And then, like, the one Adam's family house. Oh, no. <laughs> white picket suburbia. Okay. That's what I'm thinking, at least. Because then it's funny for good neighbor Dave to come over and be like, Hey, I saw that animal wander into your yard last night. It's not what you think it is, scary necromancer person. (laughs) So does the neighborhood know they're a necromancer? I'd assume so. Like in White Picket Suburbia. But again, I'm thinking like Adam's family situation where it's like... That's true. Just no one wants to mess with them. Yeah. It's just kind of off. Little kooky. We invite him to the barbecues out of politeness. It's true. It's true. What is this animal? This animal is... Oh, you know what? I totally remember what we did before with this prompt. What was it? This was was a a deleted episode, guys. It was a homeless kid and it was a fish. It was the homeless kid and the fish! (laughs) Dude, that's right. Sorry, guys. That was a really good episode, too. Man, check out our Patreon. <laughs> don't check out our Patreon. We don't have one. For the episode that doesn't exist because <laughs> it poofed into the void. Man, do we have the FBI show up in that one, too? Yeah! <laughs> Can we have the FBI in this one, too? <laughs> okay, so necromancer. <laughs> Does an animal wander into their yard? Okay. Okay. It's not a piranha. Yeah. (laughs) That's right, because I wanted it to be a fucking piranha. 
That was really dumb and inconvenient. Salika, <laughs> that was stupid. This definitely has to be a creature with legs. I don't know, you pick, because every time I pick an animal, it's like the worst thing that's ever happened. <laughs> We've had monkeys, piranhas. Let's do a... I'm picking this for a very specific reason that you'll learn about probably in like 20 minutes. Oh, okay, sure, sure. Let's pick a crow. Okay. Interesting, okay. Yeah. Can this appear to be just like a regular ass crow? Yeah. Or do you want it to be like funny? Funny how? Like deformed in some way. Because I think it's like great if this necromancer. You're going to say like, funny like rainbow? <laughs> <laughs> yes, my favorite crow, the pride crow. <laughs> Go gay rights, guys. <laughs> so a deformed crow. It can be. Well, I'm thinking, like, it's funnier if it's a, just a normal crow. Mm. And the necromancer is like, yes, the perfect addition to my aesthetic, a crow. No! Because, <laughs> like, I'm imagining this crow, like, flies in through the window or is, like, injured on the doorstep. Something like okay, that. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And necromancer is like, oh, yes. Backing up real quick, is this, like, a real necromancer? Like, they do... Like, they genuinely return things to life or is it like what's a fake necromancer <laughs> they practice like <laughs> out of books but nothing's ever come of it just what about both okay i like both, <laughs> I like both. <laughs> they've tried but it's never worked yeah okay because then maybe the crow does something that gives them that little boost crow has death powers crow has death powers <laughs> okay so well, what did what did you say? Crow hobbles up, injured, broken wing. Yeah, broken wing, the classic. Okay. Necromancer's like, allow me to bring your dead wing back to life. No, does a whole ass <laughs> ritual. Yes, there's candles no! involved, and then reaches out with like popsicle six, <laughs> bandages it. <laughs> Something in Latin from death we return. The ritual ends and walks up and pats the crow's head. It's going to heal 3% faster now. Yes! If you believe with all of your tiny crow heart. Now let me get you some sunflower seeds. Yeah, I think this crow's living a very lavish life. Mm. Like a hot minute. And then we get neighbor Dave. Neighbor Dave knocks on the door. Neighbor Dave is like, yo, that crow? Shoot it. Take it out back. But why? What does neighbor Dave know? I feel like it's too easy to go with, oh, crows mean death. And he's scared of that. I kind of want to give, like, this neighbor some really... I don't even... Because I'm imagining, like, a really normal head of a nuclear family kind of person. Mm. It's like it's so funny if they just have like vast knowledge of the arcane, like the real arcane. Like that crow is a visage of the god of death. Like you can't. You see the distance between its eyes that is three point four centimeters. <laughs> it's like that alone is the void. I captured it myself. And I want our necromancer to just like look this neighbor dead in the eye and go, "That sounds like bullshit." Get out of my house. <laughs> Get off my porch. Get off my porch. Like, 
You think you know more about this than I do? I'm a necromancer. Yeah, I'm practicing. Like, maybe mind your lawn, Dave. Like, then Dave leaves, and then I want, like, I want the scene where our necromancer closes the door. There's a beat. And then they scramble to their library and go through every single book they have on birds. Oh, yeah. Like, is it true? Yeah. Like they don't find anything though, because I feel like these mm. are cheap necromancy books. Like one of them is definitely like just printouts of the necromancer class in D anD. d It's like, God, revivify isn't there. So what is this bird? Is it like Satan's kid? could it depends on where we want to go because we've had quite a couple um uh it's a childlike thing that gets taken in by a kooky older scientist (laughs) (laughs) nothing is more terrifying than hearing victoria laugh when she's not laughing That was a terrifying experience. (laughs) You want to know what fucking moment this is? I want to know. What is it? part is no one heard me. It's true. I didn't even realize that you're still fucking recording. <laughs> it's true. And Gavin's cut, uncut, uncut. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> What were you saying, like, two seconds ago? Um, so... uh, Oh, we've had a couple of, like, it's a childlike presence with, like, a mad scientist or just, like, a strictly not parental parental figure. Yeah. So it's like, we could do that. I feel like we've hit it a couple times. That's true. I don't love some of our alternative options, which is ends with him fucking the bird. I'd rather us not Pygmalia it. If possible, I'd love to keep it a bird. I'd like to keep it a bird as well. <laughs> I'm glad. Could make it actually Satan. Could, Could make yeah. the bird the paternal figure. Wait, I kind of love that. <laughs> the bird is the one that cures the daddy issues. Sometimes the real fathers and the crows you find on your doorstep. During the whole ritual, the crow's just kind of looking around. Very disappointed, like. Oh my god, yeah. Yeah. The crow moves one of the candles. Catch. <laughs> pecks it. That'd be funny. Because, you know, that leans into, like, the necromancer is so close to being, like, dead on about this black magic stuff. It's just, like, some of it's out of place. So maybe the crow, maybe Satan's not doing much. 
Like Satan's just like moving a candle, <laughs> blowing out an extra candle. <laughs> You're missing a rune. I'm gonna peck the wood until you realize. It's fucking funny. Just go through the necromancer's day as they're reading and practicing and they're trying to recite a spell and they're doing it wrong and so the, the crow caws at them insistently. Oh yeah. Every time they mess up. Yeah. Cause every time there's an extra syllable. <laughs> I want there to be like I kind of want the the necromancer to have a problem with feeding themselves. Like not to the point that it's a problem, but like this person eats PB and J twenty four seven. Oh yeah. If it's up thing. to them, it's like low effort. Yeah. And like Ever since the crow's been there, food just kind of appears in the kitchen. Oh, I get to know that's really cute. <laughs> and Necromancer can't figure out how it's happening, but it's just there. <laughs> you have fresh plate of pancakes in the morning. God. I'd love it if like the Necromancer is like just taking it on as their own accomplishments, like, oh yes, the sustenance ritual I've completed. <laughs> Must have happened while I was asleep. <laughs> Who knew that time was all I needed? Because I love this idea of a moment, maybe it's during, like, breakfast with the pancakes, and it's the um, the triumph over the sustenance ritual. And the necromancer's like, I finally have come into my own, and it's all because of you, my familiar. Like, that'd be really cute. Yeah. I want the crow to squawk indignantly at that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Seems like, no, 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 no. <laughs> you are my familiar. Ha, <laughs> So we have Bird Satan and our Necromancer. We have a good build up. I assume we see a couple rituals. I feel like we bring back a, a dead neighborhood cat. Mm. Maybe we have a scene of like returning this cat to uh, Timothy down the lane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the that's the final, final. That's that's the false high, guys. The, yeah. Yep. That would be her. I'd love if we could get some interior. I think we have to have interiority from Satan. Because I love the yeah. idea of Necromancer's just returning, like, this orange tabby. And, like, the kid is, like, sobbing. And the mother's like, thanks for buying us a new cat. Um, and they're walking away. Because I like the idea of the crow perched on the Necromancer's shoulder and just thinking, like, you have all this power. But you refuse to use it to mm. its full potential. You refuse to hurt others. That's wild. <laughs> no, I love that. Because I really like necromancer's a dork i don't think they have the capacity to be truly evil mm -mm. no it'd be funny to see crow try and bring our necromancer to a cemetery mm. bring back something real just like uh, uh i guess at at right after he revives the cat for the first time could be the point where the wing finally heals and so the crow just kind of goes flying and does circles over his head, flies away a little bit, comes back, does certain, like, follow me, bitch. Yeah, like, we gotta go. And they go to the cemetery. Necromancer's like, what? You know, it'd be really fascinating if the whole reason why Necromancer got into Necromancy was because, like, their whole family was dead. Like, that'd be really, like, whether it's accident or just natural, like, I am all that's left. Because mm -hmm. it makes sense for a necromancer to be alone. Yeah, yeah. So maybe, like, Crow is like, okay, 
we're going to get a real corpse back on its feet. So Crow flies to cemetery and like Necromancer is hesitant to go once like they're at the gates. Yeah. I imagine like Bird Satan lands on one unrelated like gravestone. It's like, yeah, Marie Shelley, she can do it. We're going to get her. <laughs> you wrote Frankenstein, I guess. <laughs> um, but then like Necromancer is on the far left, like just looking at this like wide ass mausoleum. Mm. That's interesting. So does does Necromancer do it? I don't think they do. Mm. I think like because I'm under the impression that the crow and the necromancer don't communicate, communicate. Yeah. Because that's what makes the story really fascinating. So I think they go into the mausoleum and Satan Bird is like, yes, this is it. (laughs) This is the way to prove yourself. Raise an army. Yeah. I think necromancer just has this monologue like, you know, this is what I wanted. This is what I wanted to get into. Like, I wanted to bring all of them back. I wanted them to be here and love me again. But like... If anything, necromancy has taught me that, I don't know, death is an art form mm. and some things are better left dead. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. I love the idea of his family being in a mausoleum that just makes him like important and rich. Yeah. But he lives Can in afford a this suburban house. Yeah. And his necromancy. That's it's, his hobby. It's true. He doesn't need a job. He has all his money. <laughs> Satan's so confused. Satan's confused, but I think Satan's even like, I don't know. Like, there's an odd sense of sympathy I get from Satan's characterization here. Yeah. Where it's like, ah, shit. (laughs) I forgot you were human. (laughs) My bad. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. We've had, like, notes of necromancy come up on our podcast before, Mm -hmm. but we always kind of go for the, um, the borderline necrophiliacs like death is everything to them yeah yeah it's really interesting to see the necromancer who became such because they wanted to reverse death and then comes to accept death Mm -hmm. Why was my follow-up thought? And then he grabs the bird and breaks its neck. Oh, violence. (laughs) Satan's like, good riddance. (laughs) Satan's soul zips back down to hell. (laughs) Bird suicide. I feel like Satan does have to leave. Yeah. Because I think this is, I don't know, aggravating for Satan in a way. Final scene is the crow flying out of the mausoleum. I think so, yeah. A flock of crows following behind. Oh, yeah. Or maybe, like, mixing in with a flock of crows. That'd be Mm. interesting. Oh, yeah. 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 That'd be a nice final image. That'd be pretty. Mm -hmm. I just love this idea of necromancer in the mausoleum at the end. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. This I definitely read as more of a short story. Yeah, for sure. It was a cute one for something about death. Yeah, we never got the FBI involved. No. (laughs) That's okay. That's only for the homeless boy and the fish. 
The FBI can come in the sequel. Yes! <laughs> FBI holding a wanted poster. Have you seen this crow? <laughs> God. Okay, thank you guys for listening to that segment. We will catch you guys after the break. Bye bye. Welcome back, everyone. Uh, I hope you hope you all made it through that segment with Victoria and Halika. I'm so sorry you had to dredge through that. I apologize so much. I know it's hard. I'm being kicked. Maybe I'm being kicked by a dishonorably discharged military woman, though? Nah, nah, that's just Victoria. But there's your hint at the next character for this upcoming segment. What a hint. <laughs> Hey, hey, they can they can just think of it as a hint. That's okay. That's okay. Kanava's still dead, sadly. I uh I just haven't seen him. Is Kanava in hell too? <laughs> maybe. Maybe they are in hell. Either way, thank you for listening to Off the Notepad, and I'll see you all in the next episode. Bye! Welcome back from the break. You get to hear our lovely voices again talking about fiction. Woohoo! Mostly fiction. Most Mostly. Yeah. Sometimes it's nonfiction with the piranhas. Yep. And the FBI. Yep. Guys, I really liked that episode. <laughs> <laughs> I need you to know that. I'm going to reference it every episode going forward. Um, okay. My protagonist for you... Let's try... I have like one that's really strict and one that's really organic and malleable. <laughs> Which are you feeling? <laughs> Let's do the strict one and see how that happens. Oh boy. Okay, so I have a um uh I can't remember what the actual word is right here. Um because I didn't write it down. But it's a recently forcibly removed um ex-military person i'm thinking american but we can um so honorably or dishonorably discharged dishonorably dishonorably gotcha yeah dishonorably discharged that's the word interesting okay <laughs> to prompt so <laughs> you are delivered a message either by a mysterious letter or it can be by a mystical being mm-hmm and the message is one for sorrow, two for mirth, three for a wedding, four for a birth, five for silver, six for gold, seven for a secret never to be told. Oh. This references crows. <laughs> Not the crows again. It's Satan. <laughs> He's returned from the first segment. This is the counting crows rhyme. Cute. Okay. Interesting. Are we thinking this is like going to act as a prophecy? Mm-hmm. Okay, I like that. I like that. Why don't we lay down the ground rules of that first then? Okay. Is that like a, a new crow shows up every day, so then it's like one crow, two crow, three crow? Or are you thinking more like it needs to be something that this person actively seeks out? Um, We can do it like in order by day. Uh, The way that i've read it before is just like it's a sort of symbolic prophecy thing like if you see three crows all in one place then 
what's three crows uh then there's going to be a wedding soon okay if you look at the yard and there's two crows then there's gonna be something mirth something mirth what does that even mean in this context like mirth mirth that's humorous isn't it like dryly humorous what that means right Um, amusement especially as expressed in laughter thanks google oh it is something funny or something good or joyous high spirits merriment right are any of these bad then because i heard silver uh one for sorrow okay so one okay then yeah i think we should do it out of order and leave sorrow for I don't know. Maybe a false low. Mm. See what we get. Okay. So, how do we want this message delivered? Where's our dishonorably discharged military man? Military man? We've had a couple of men recently. Let's do a wumpf. 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 A military (laughs) wumpf. Yes. (laughs) A woman. Where is she staying? Where is she living? Does she have anyone who cares about her? No, I think her life is pretty down in the dumps. I think we can work on a reason as to why she was dishonorably discharged later. Because I'm not worried about it right now. Mm. Um, I think she's stuck living somewhere new, alone. That's for sure. Somewhere a little rundown. Not super rundown, but rundown enough. Okay. So, probably a one-bedroom apartment. Yeah, that makes sense to me. In some old city somewhere. Mm-hmm. And then, shall we have this note delivered by mysterious letter or mystical being or anything else? Maybe it comes to her in a dream. Let's try dream. Yeah. I like dream sequences. Yeah. So how is this dream laid out? I could see it as like, mm, I don't want a crow speaking to her. <laughs> that's what I don't want. <laughs> Somehow that's like <laughs> a countdown to she fucks the crow. <laughs> Somehow. <laughs> I see like, I see like a voiceover happening in the dream saying the rhyme while like every time every every time it counts another crow like flies in to the field or something like a grassy field mm-hmm. or a farm field or something farm field. I kind of want to give her it's a little cliche but I want to give her like some romantic attachment that either went south while she was on tour or maybe it was someone she's romantically entangled with out there like because mm. then i i want whoever this person is like to be gone but i want them to appear in this dream and like i s- like the idea of a voiceover because i don't want this person to say it but it's like a montage of like happy moments with this other person mm. so it's like the voiceover feels even like more bizarre because mm-hmm. definitely a dream she's had before. Uh-huh. Okay. And then 
she wakes up and doesn't believe it's real. Yeah, I'm thinking the dream turns south. Yeah. It's either some reference to how, um, I keep thinking lesbian, I don't, I'm feeling gay. Um, <laughs> like, I'm thinking she's, like, seeing her lover and then her lover is, like, dead in her arms. And then she wakes up in, like, cold sweat, classic um, ex-military fashion. Yeah, yeah. That'd be so interesting if that image of her holding her dead love interest was over the the last one seven uh, for a secret never to be told. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe it is love interest and not lover. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. I love the implications of that, though, is, like, you have this scene of ex-military person and uh, a dead love interest. You know there's a secret involved. And, you know, secret could be, oh, I never told them I loved them. Or secret could be, oh, I kept something from them, therefore they died. Yeah. Or secret could be... I killed them, and I'm not going to tell anyone. Oh, it really could be anything. It builds up great intrigue for this story. Yeah. yeah. Because I just see this moment, like, we have the dream sequence, and I think that's where we open. Yeah. And then it's her waking up in her, like, dim bedroom. She goes to brush her teeth, and it's, mm -hmm. like, constantly running hands through hair, like, can't get the image out. Mm-hmm. I keep thinking, and again, maybe it's over the top, but, like, I keep thinking it's, like, this person died of an illness while she was gone. And so, like, oh. they never... I don't know, because I like the idea of her killing them, too. <laughs> but, like, I just... I love the idea of the secret being, I never told you I loved you back. Because mm. I didn't feel that I could. Yeah. No, that's super interesting. I don't know if I want them to have died while they were on tour, but it'd be interesting if their relationship went south while they were on tour. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then they get back and there's this tension and they hate each other. And the relationship is gone. I like that because then like... They die. Oh, yeah. Maybe that's our <laughs> one for sorrow. No, I love that. Because then them dying in the dream is like such a, it's an odd prophecy in a way. Mm -hmm. That's really good. Let's run with that then. Can we have magical tattoos? What do you mean by that? I'm Hold intrigued. On. What does this go up to? Seven? Yeah, seven. So like, what if in the dream sequence they're uh, holding their lover and like the lover's dead mm -hmm. and we have on their arm because it's always on their arm that's the easiest place to see it yeah. you have in a row you have one dot two dots three dots up to seven mm -hmm. and every time that one of these things happens the dots just appear on her arm oh interesting like in real life mm-hmm fascinating but okay. like in the dream sequence she has all seven already right because we only hit oh 
Yeah. So is this going to... Well, no, we're doing it out of order. Yeah. So maybe we start with seven, a secret never told. Because the tension is already palpable. Yeah. Yeah, because sorrow would be the death. Yeah. Okay. How do you... Ooh, that's interesting. How do you put a secret... How do you make a secret so final that a magical tattoo appears on you? That's a really good question. <laughs> I think it's just an emphasis on the gravity of it. Because mm. I imagine our next sequence is um, she buys flowers and she goes to the hospital um, where her love interest is. And I think she's like... Because I see her putting the flowers like in a vase near the hospital bed, and then I see an argument mm. breaking out between them, and it's like love interest like things have gotten so bad that I think the climax of that argument should be, I wish you had died. Every day I wish you had died out there. And like, because then the secret of just, I need to tell you that I love you, but I can't. Yeah, I kind of want a scene of. I kind of, oh, I really wish love interests could leave the room, but we just writ them in a hospital bed. But um, I guess uh, ex-military leaves the room and they're still at the door and they just kind of, you know, hold, put their forehead against the door and they just whisper, but I love you. Oh, yeah. I mean, we could have um, love interests overexert themselves as they're like cussing our ex-military woman out. So the nurses are rushing past, shoving out the door. Yeah. Yeah. No, I like that. And at the whispered, but I love you is when the first, oh, yeah. the seven dots come on. Beautiful. Wait, the crows. I was going <laughs> to say, I, like, yeah, I th there could be seven crows out the window. I was going to say, like on a, um, what do they call those things? The lines, power lines. Power lines, yeah. yeah. Telephone lines. I'm seeing like very uh, blue, gray, Washington weather almost. Yeah. Just like with the intensity of this scene. Yeah. That was sad. That was really sad. <laughs> That's what just a, the first one. <laughs> what a banger to drop. <laughs> okay, so we go through the rest of them. There's gold, there's silver, there's a wedding, there's mirth, which is something happy has to happen. Mm -hmm. That, I suppose, would be our false high. Yeah. Uh... So we have to hit gold, silver, and birth and wedding gold silver birth and wedding can we do gold silver i'm trying to think like gold and silver i can see as like i don't know a build-up to like coming into something better either she meets someone new or she becomes more in tune with a new life like, oh. I think I can see her picking up some odd uh, hobby, something that makes her, like, go to group meetings. Mm. So then she's reconnecting. So then this becomes, like, these are symbols of wealth. Wedding, I think, is easy. She gets invited to something, yeah. some grand celebration. And then I think sorrow should be there. Because I almost want to end on birth. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I think birth could be interesting. Okay. Or maybe, because what I'm thinking is that, like, 
we don't have to take these literally, but I like the idea of ending on birth of something, the start of something new in this hospital. Because it's mm. ironic that the lowest point of her life is also in this hospital. Yeah. Losing her love interest. Yeah. That'd be interesting to have birth and sorrow at the same time. Yeah. Where to go? What are those? Birth is four and then sorrow. That'd be interesting if we're in the hospital room and we have four on the power line and then three fly away. Oh, I like that. Indicating sorrow. Yeah. And that's when she knows something's wrong. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. That's sad. Yeah. I kind of want this story to take place over the course of multiple days so that she has the dream a couple of times, like every night. Yeah. I feel like it's a very poetic sequence every time. Mm-hmm. I think you could very easily do this as a collection of poems. Ooh, yeah. Like, just going through each. That'd be fascinating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be cool. So she gets a hobby. Gets invited to a wedding. Presumably by someone from the hobby group. I assume so. I think it's got to be something like, I don't know, oddly artsy. Yeah, I want something like really specific, like wire 3D art. Wire 3D art. I like that. She joins a studio. It'd be fascinating to set her up as like a ceramicist. Like, she has to work with her hands, but she's done so much harm with her hands, too. Mm. So finding something good out of them. I really- wait, I want to go to- I want her to go to a ceramics class and be sitting next to that disgusting couple that are, like, over each other doing the fingers melding thing. Yeah. God. What if that's the wedding? What if they're doing that sitting right next to her and the guy proposes? That'd be cute. <laughs> That'd be cute. I feel like she gets to know everyone in this class decently well. Because ceramics classes, at least ones you sign up for as an adult, are like six to eight. Mm-hmm. So it's like they're not big. But she's like chatting with these people who are cheery and come from different walks of life. Maybe mm-hmm. she meets another ex-military in there. Maybe it's taught by someone who's ex-military. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be cool. She goes back to the hospital because, look, I'm getting my life back together. I have a hobby. Yeah. I made you a pot. Yeah. <laughs> love interest breaks it. It's a really ugly does. pot, too. It is. So love interest is like, don't give me this shit. One. Two, I still really hate you. <laughs> There's, like, this is a little off topic, but this is what the love interest reminds me of. There's this one-shot manga that's about um, this guy and his, like, his wife, and they've been married for a couple months, and then she gets diagnosed with cancer. And it starts with him going, like, before my wife was diagnosed, she was, like, the happiest, cheeriest person I've ever met. And then after she was diagnosed, like, she just hates him, throws things at him. The only thing she wants to ask him for is money. 
and at one point he's like doing her laundry in their house alone and he's like just i wish she was dead and then he starts crying because like that realization breaks his heart yeah so then he goes to the hospital um and overhears her talking to like her fellow patient and she doesn't know that he's there and she's like yeah for the last couple months i've been doing my best to make sure that he hates me so he won't miss me when i'm gone (laughs) and he like he rushes towards her and she tries to keep up the facade but like she just can't so then like the one shot ends with like them reconciling and then him just saying like she died a week later it's like what the fuck (laughs) it's a real fucked up one i read the entirety of it on tiktok what the hell i cannot remember the name you're so sad just hearing that a little bit yeah no but it's like it's so like it's like i get the sense that that's not what our love interest is trying to do at all our love interest is like just so vulnerable but it's that same like from a reader because we're sticking with this former military woman who more than anything just wants to tell this other person that she loves them mm-hmm. it's like it's the same as that husband who's like trying to do his best mm-hmm. but at some point I think our ex-military woman has to be like I am so happy without you mm. and I think that's at the wedding <laughs> and then we get sorrow and birth They go back, they reconcile. I'm so happy without you. Death. Death, yeah. Why do I kind of want right before the death for them to be like, I'm so glad you learned to live without me. (laughs) Goodbye. Yeah. It would be beautiful for them to have some kind of reconciliation. And then for her to die like hours later. Mm Mm-hmm. Maybe that's what it is, because then we have the wedding, and then maybe we do, like, a time jump, like, 10, 12 months later. Whenever our disgusting couple is able to get pregnant and drop a baby, right? Um, <laughs> I'm really familiar with the birthing process. It would be nine. It would, but I'm, I don't know. Maybe we have something about, like, the woman's not sure if she can bear children. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can... You can ad-lib it, dear viewers who will write this. It could be six months. It could be six months, and it's like, what the hell? (laughs) Um, But maybe she winds up at this hospital and she hasn't seen love interest in forever. Mm. And this is like love interest on her last legs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been so happy without you coming to visit me every day. Maybe just I've been happier not seeing you. I just... I kind of want both of them to be like, I've been happy without you in my life. And just kind of sit with that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that unsaid, but I do still think of you. Yeah. It's like, that's everything. Mm-hmm. And then I think she leaves for the birth some cool note of uh, love interest died like hours later Mm -hmm. like that was that spike was what was keeping her going I wonder if we don't even show the death so much as we can like watch the birth and then have this whole crow thing where there's four and then the three fly away 
and then yeah. there's just the one left and maybe there's a voice over there that says one for sorrow um and then you can see the final tattoo come on her arm final dot yeah and then she cries and then movie over yeah yeah short film that's another like good short story length mm -hmm. it is fascinating what a wild piece yeah yeah thanks for crying in the audience guys i cried <laughs> i also tuned in <laughs> sad all right we will catch you guys in the next episode you have a good one bye